Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I'm so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I am thankful that you are here. I certainly hope you're having a great beginning to this week, and at the same time, a really good ending to this year. We still have a couple of weeks before it's officially over, which to me serves as a phenomenal time to assess your value system. Today's episode will challenge you to answer three questions. What is your value system? And you will hear it described today in terms of concentric circles of importance. Question two, when you look back over the 11 and a half months that you've logged in in 2021, have your words and actions and intentions been consistent with those circles? And then most importantly, question three, what are some things you can do mentally and actually right now, mid-December, to end this year well and to have momentum concerning the things you love the most, momentum heading into next year? Let's not wake up on January 1st and say, okay, what do we need to do better? Let's draw four circles today, do some self-assessment, and already feel good about next year, even before it starts. So that's the direction we're headed with today's episode. I want to share with you the things that I've written down, some of the assessment that I have made, and some changes that are already in place. And I'm just hopeful it will motivate you and encourage you in your own life. Before I jump in on all of that, let me say a thing or two about sermons. Rarely these days do I have sermons that are also podcast episodes. I have tried on purpose to keep the two separate. A couple of years ago, I would get emails on Monday saying, hey, enjoyed the sermon yesterday, and then I got to hear it again this morning. Can you mix it up a little bit? Usually I do, but this is an exception. If you listen to today's episode and you want to hear more about this, specifically you'd like to know more about what the Word of God says concerning these circles, I did preach this sermon and you can find it at the lindalechurchofchrist.com webpage or the Facebook page. It was delivered on Sunday morning, December the 5th. On the other hand, if you did hear that sermon and have started to assess your own life, I hope today's episode serves as a nice reminder and motivator as it will be packed full with more of the practical stuff. Okay, so the circles of importance are going to dominate 2022 for me, and you will probably hear about them often. But here's how it all got started. A few weeks ago in our chapter a day Bible read, we were going through 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, and Titus. And I noticed this underlying subtle theme in those letters I'd never seen before. Basically this idea of living a tranquil life, a peaceful, quiet life lived well. Work hard with your hands, love the people around you, make good usage of your time, especially 
in the sphere of influence in which God has placed you. So I started wondering about that. Am I doing that? Am I living the peaceful, tranquil, quiet, fulfilling life of which Scripture speaks? So naturally, I just started praying about it. In my daily journal under the Ask Beautiful Questions section, I wrote the following. Lord God, will you help me to identify my circles of importance and then live a life that honors them to the best of my ability? After I'd written that, I went back and read the paragraph again and I underlined those three words, circles of importance. Have you ever thought or spoken or written something and then immediately after wondered, what in the world does that mean? What did I mean by that? Because that was me in that moment. Like, okay, Chris, you just prayed for it. And immediately three questions came to mind, which I would love to pose for you at the end of the episode. Number one, what are these circles of importance? Number two, have you been honoring them, say, throughout this year? And three, what are you going to change in order to better align yourself with your value system? So it didn't take very long before I had a piece of paper out and I had drawn four concentric circles. You know, like an archery target where you have one circle in the middle and then three more that are larger. My challenge was simple. Write down what in this world is most important to me. Be honest and be ready to take it to God. Write the most important thing in the middle circle and then the next most important thing, and outward until you filled in all four. Now, I guess I could have made five circles or ten circles, but I wanted to be very intentional and disciplined. So I ended up with four. I don't know that your four will match mine outside of the first one, but I do hope that my journey can encourage your own. So here's how that went. In the center, quite predictably, I wrote God. But not just God. Underneath that, I wanted to be a bit more descriptive. So I wrote the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Spirit. I trust that when you do this exercise, you will put God in the middle as well. But let me challenge you on a couple of things. Don't put God there because you are supposed to. Spend some time thinking about it. Is a relationship with the Lord the most important thing in your entire life? It should be, it needs to be, but is it? Because in a little while, you're going to have to look back on 2021 and plan next year based on this being the center, the pinnacle, as Paul wrote in Colossians 1, first place in everything. Now, if you choose to do this, please note something. In the center of my circles are people, not actions. It might be very easy for you as a hearer to say, Chris, we get it. God comes first. I think I'll just fast forward to the next one because I know what you're going to say. You're going to say we need to be reading our Bibles every day because that is how we experience the wisdom of the Spirit and the Father and the Son. We need to pray every day so that we can address the Father through the Son. And we need to be at church whenever we can so that we can flourish in the work of the kingdom. And while all of that is totally true, None of that is in my middle circle. The most important thing in my life is not Bible reading, prayer, and worship. It is God himself. It is a flourishing connection with the Father, a loving, ongoing relationship with Jesus, 
and being filled with and influenced by the Holy Spirit. So in the sermon last week, we didn't do read your Bible verses. We did verses like Acts 17, where the Bible reminds us that it is in God that we live and move and have our being. And in Ephesians 1, where the prayer was that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance, and the surpassing greatness of his power. I want to know God. I want to feel a rich connection to God. And there is nothing in my life more important than that. If he means that much to me, then yes, prayer, Bible study, worship, all of that comes flooding in. But those aren't the center. They are the things I do because he is my center. Okay, maybe that was the easy one. But what goes in the next circle? I wrote family. And more specifically, I wrote down my wife and my kids. I really had to think about this for a while. There will be some people who hear this episode who are disappointed by this. You can't put your family in front of God's people. Chris, if you put your wife and kids ahead of Christians, then if they decide they don't want to go to church, you may choose them over Christians. But firstly, I would tell you, these are my circles, and I'm ready to face Jesus with them. You go and make your own. But I would also defend my choice in this way. At the center of my life is God. I'll be at church on Sunday because I want to worship God, not because Christians come before family or the other way around. When a relationship with the Lord is in the middle, there will be no compromise no matter where everybody else is placed. But I will tell you this, I entered into a special covenant with my wife a little bit over 24 years ago. I love all Christians, all people, but I love her most of all. And my kids, Hannah and Brayden by marriage, and Luke and Nicholas and Ella, they are my gifts from God, Psalm 127 and 128. They are arrows provided to me to release all too soon into this world and they are olive plants around my table. They deserve special attention. They deserve more of my attention than anyone else. I will not save the world and lose my family, counsel Christian couples in their marriages while mine is depleted of the time that it needs to survive by the work of a preacher. This was very humbling for me because Summer and I have had a lot of conversations over the years about this exact thing. But when I wrote it down and looked at it and prayed about it, I realized that the changes I've been making are good, and I'm going to be making more. Because a Christian can have his best effect on other believers when he is prioritizing the needs of his own home. I'm sure you're not interested in all of the personal details of the choices that I have made, but I'll tell you this, going into 2022, I've already said no to a whole bunch of things I would have usually said yes to. I have been pouring special attention into my marriage and relationship with my children, unapologetically giving them priority over anyone else, everyone else, and the rewards of that spill over into every other part of my life. Which brings me to the third circle, which is God's people, Christians, Lindale Church members, and God's people wherever you may live. 
The New Testament is vibrant with instruction about God's people serving one another, selflessly loving each other, contributing to the efforts of Christ the head, knowing that we, you and me, we are his body, working together to carry out his work upon this earth. Worshiping with God's people is important. Building connections with God's people. Loving God's people. That is third in my entire life list of important things. I don't know if that's the same way you will list it. Maybe you will invert family from brethren. Whatever it might be, just remember, you have placed these people in your circles of importance before a lot of other people and things. Because in the end, this is not just some list to make yourself feel more holy. In fact, it had kind of the opposite effect on me. Just as I had prayed, I recognized that these needed to be the points of focus. But have they been? And what changes do I need to make to show God's people what they mean to me? All right, number four, you only get four. What's going in the circle? Well, I put neighbors. You just can't read the Gospels and come away to me with any other answer. Jesus said two laws, love God, love your neighbor. Jesus told so many stories like the one of the Good Samaritan who demonstrated godliness by loving someone that he didn't even know. I believe God has purposefully placed people in my life who are not yet Christians. Family members, friends, neighbors, passing acquaintances, visitors to our church building, whoever and wherever God puts them. He has brought them into my life, and he has allowed me to continue living so that I may show love for them. I'm being honest in this episode. They will not get priority over my wife and my kids, nor brethren, in the same way that Christians will always have to wait until I have made sure my marriage is where it needs to be. But of all of the things left on the planet I could have put in that fourth circle, I put human beings who need Jesus. Let me just warn you here, be careful writing this down. Make sure you mean it, or at least that it is God's intention that you mean it. Because remember, we've got to come back and look over this year and say, how has that been going? And what changes am I prepared to make? Okay, so I saved a few minutes here at the end to talk about what is not on my list. But let me pause a moment and just encourage you to do this. Four circles, that's all you get. If you want to fill it in another way, do so with integrity, do so prayerfully, and acknowledge, this is how I am prepared to face Jesus. And trust me, that is not some veiled threat that your list must look just like mine. It's just the truth on what's coming. Okay, so what is not on my list? There were two things that jumped out at me. First of all, there are no things. My entire list is made out of people. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Those are people, living people, with whom I can have a relationship. Then comes my wife and my kids and certainly my parents and my brothers and family. And then comes all of the brothers and sisters in Christ whom I love. And then after that, every person alive whom God puts in my life. There is no mention of the money I have in the bank or the car that I drive or the trips that I take or the house that I live in. I'm sure there are years past I would have added those things, but this year I didn't. And it doesn't mean that they aren't important to me. They just all fall outside of the first 
four circles of importance. So what does that mean? It means that all of those goods must be subject to the needs of those relationships. Does that make sense? If God wants me to give to help his work, I'll give. If my family needs time, energy, money, things to fulfill their needs, they'll receive it. If my brethren have physical needs, I will supply them. If some stranger needs someone to use their own oil on him and pay for two nights in the inn, that person is more important than those things. I started this change about a year ago and last year budgeted at the beginning of every month funds for charity to help people. And honestly, it worked out really well this year. But next year, I want to do better. I will do better. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you just have gotten tired of saying that people matter more than things and then nearly never sacrificing things for people. Jesus had a lot to say about that, but suffice it to say, we need to get this right. Okay, and then last thought for the day. I noticed I'm not in any of the circles. Where is the me circle? Isn't it important that I take time for myself, that I take care of myself? And of course, you know the answer is yes. Self, love, and care matters. But if I leave it off of the four circles and I put some stranger ahead of myself or my family or God, won't that just leave me completely depleted and unable to serve them? It's almost comical sometimes how we justify selfishness. Well, let me finish by putting it in this way. It is certainly true that my list is made up of people that are not me, but all of them are relationships. I am connected with each of those people. And to the extent that my relationship with God is strong, do you think I benefit from that? To the extent that my relationship with my wife and children is properly nurtured and prioritized, how do you think that's going to work out for me? When God's people get my heart and I share it with them and they share theirs with me, or I reach out to a neighbor to help them, and they experience that love, how do you think I'll be doing as an equal party part of those healthy relationships? I guess here's my eureka moment throughout this process, is that having a healthy relationship with the people that I love is the best thing I can do with my life and for my life. And there is no amount of self-love I can give or things I can buy that can replace them. I certainly hope that you believe that and that you are ready to do something about it. Start today with this first critical step. Write down your circles of importance. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.